Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to this week's Vindo with Robert Holmeshead. A happy uh, 2023, Bob, to you. Jesus, Mary and Joseph, where did the year go, Shawnee? I don't know, but I'm going to give you uh, some quick stats and give the listeners some quick stats to know that they're not alone. So in 2022, listening to the Vindo, 56 different countries, which kind of surprised me. Uh, Here's a throwaway. 72% 72% were on Apple. That doesn't really matter. But here's a good one. 11,916 different listeners. So that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the top most listened to one was, and it seems like a lifetime ago, Bob Carvana's acquisition of Edessa. So that episode mm-hmm. was the most uh, listened to, which was interesting. Quite a bit's changed since then. I think that was March or April or May or June. can't remember. Mm-hmm. But... Um, it's a brand new I'll world. I'll touch it's on that at the end world. of this if anybody wants to torture. I'd like to touch on that because you get so many naysayers at this moment talking things. It's going to happen with the bankrupt, this or that. I got a little different point of view on that one. Not that anybody would give a, a, a rat's rear end, but I'd love to plug that in now that you brought that topic up, Sean. Perfect. So mm-hmm. let's, but let's dive into, um, well, it's a mark. Number two, I should have brought up was we talked about uh, the 2022 market analysis. That was the number two. Anyways, it's 2023. I think it's time for almost another one. Like, what's going to happen this year? Are you expecting prices just to drop? What's going on? Let's let's just dive right into it. Okay. So, Shoney, obviously, we're in the valuation business, but we're also in the actual skin in the game buying and selling business, right? So anything that we say has nothing to do with reality other than the fact that we observe what's going on in the market because, you know, we got $100 million invested in the business, right? So, and that's buying and selling and trading and pricing and listening and, you know, with thousands of customers that both, you know, using the evaluation tools, but simultaneously on our desk, uh, uh, which we have traders on people that buy and sell cars that are actually um, involved in the valuation. So listen to the dealers nationwide and then obviously extracting all of the reality of what we buy and sell, where we bought them from, uh, what the source was, uh, the, the demographic of the source, and then the specifics of the car to see um, how they actually um, 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 make their way to the best end user in, in, in an auction setting, right? So it's a little bit different perspective than uh, I think uh, just about anybody in the industry. So there's pigeonholes that, you know, you're a trader or you're a, a data person that sits there, never bought or sold nothing in your lifetime, making up stories about what the market is. So uh, from our perspective, uh, let, let me just start with, couple things that, you know, while we had the feet up for 10 minutes watching a game or something, um, you know, being a Penn State graduate, watching the Penn State game, it's the only game you watch in a year, right? And it's, it's good at watching the Eagles. They're finally going to start losing games again. Um, so it looked like they were going undefeated and now they can't win a game. But while you're watching the games and while you're watching <laughs> – you know, um, let's say a Bronx tale for the 400th time and the commercials are coming on. What are the commercials, uh, Shawnee? You guessed it. So we went through a desert of automotive uh, manufacturer uh, ads, a desert for two and a half or three years, right? What would they advertise for? They don't have anything to sell. Because they do make or sold six months in advance for 10000 over sticker price. So 
who, who would be stupid enough to advertise anything. But as I'm sitting here being a game, uh, you know, a surfer and can't stand to watch a commercial for two seconds because you got ADD, AADD, right? In other words, adult attention deficit. Um, you know, you're flipping things all over the place. You chase everybody out of the room because they can't stand your, your, what you're doing. Oh, but here's what happens. Nine uh, car manufacturer ads in a row. Like you go from Volkswagen to General Motors to Ford to the thing. Uh, it's a Mercedes-Benz and it's an Audi and a Lexus and thing. So all of a sudden, the only thing you see on TV is car ads, car dealer, car, um, where your locals, where the greatest thing. Uh, but where were they for the last three years? Didn't exist. Now, what's that tell you? They now have things for sale. So that's a direct relationship. I don't care what they say, how much they have in inventory, what the allotment is. I don't care. You don't have to know any of that because you already know it. It's based on who's advertising, right? If they're advertising, it's not that they're pissing money out the window. It's that they now have cars in stock that they haven't had in stock for so long, right? So that's an undeniable fact. Now, what, what do we see next? Nothing but EV everything. Everything's EV. There's nothing that's not an EV. I'm surprised I'm an EV because I got a pacemaker. So I've been an EV for 20 years, right? But, but, but you know, like you look at automotive um, news, the first 32 pages are nothing but the whole world's coming to an EV. But then let's just say, for instance, you know, we probably buy from 30, I'm just going to say Audi dealers, maybe another 30 Mercedes dealers and another XYZ of Lexus and so forth, because we like getting cars that come in from a good source that came from a good home. They might even have a garage over their head. So when we actually buy it and sell it, the probability that we have a satisfied customer is extraordinarily high in comparison to cars that bounce through 15 different versions of marketplaces and flunking dealer shops in order to get to a point where you're the lucky champion to be able to bid on it next to 500 other people to bring it to the auction and make a happy customer. Okay, so that being the background of this, right, what we see is when you're buying a 2022 e-tron or the Mercedes version of their electric thing or for that matter, a Hyundai uh, or a Kia, they were doing, wait a minute, they were doing fantastic for the first 10 seconds because everybody knows everybody thinks it's going to be electric, it's going to be unbelievable. At this point, um, you show up with one of those $100,000 e-tron something or others, and you, you're looking to get 60, you're not selling it. It ain't getting sold because there's no bidder. So what that tells me, that the, and where'd you buy it? Well, you bought it from one of your 27 Audi stores. Why aren't they keeping it with 1,000 miles? Why wouldn't they keep it? It's the hottest car in the world. It's the greatest thing that ever existed. It's going to save the world. My house on the beach ain't going to get flooded with, uh, you know, like, a, um, you know, a iceberg melting a, 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 a water and so forth. It's total and absolute and complete nonsense in my estimation. Complete nonsense. Who? We we had a, a relative that got you know their professor at the University of Pittsburgh or wherever come in for you know Christmas dinner. Just bought a brand new Mercedes electric whatever. You know Pittsburgh's what what is that? The two three hundred miles away whatever, two hundred and something miles away. They can't they gotta either bring a train or they gotta do an Uber or something because they can't take their car because they can't make it there and get home. Um, it was the car's only 130 grand, so it's no big deal. 
but you know, and they're professionals and they're feeling really good about the fact they saved the world because they bought an electric car. See, this brain fart of everything's going to be electric by 2020, specs and nine and good, it's, it's total and absolute nonsense. We, we took our little, we, I bought a little house in my wife's country. We've been married 30 years, so she wants to go to, we go to Lima, Peru. It's, it's a small city of 11 million people. And, you know, when you think of that's never going to be nothing electric. There's no electric going to happen there or in any other major city in South America or in Africa, or for that matter, uh, in the vast majority of the world. Um, so the CEO of Toyota, being a brilliant individual he is, is just the one person, the, the counter voice to this whole, like, tsunami of everybody's electric thing without taking two seconds to understand How's that going to happen? It's not practical. It can't work. Number one, the cars cost, you know, three times more than a regular car. It's, it's nonsense. And and Toyota then says that we're we're not going along with that. In other words, we're going to do hydrogen cars. We're going to do alternative things that actually work. And you know, don't forget, they do sell cars across the entire world, not just the, this little tiny market that they do in in the United States. And and actually, to me, it's the first voice of reason that I'm listening to after we're sitting with these cars at the auction where, you know, obviously we're helping a dealer make a, a new car deal. Um, so we, we basically do whatever's reasonably necessary to make sure that they don't look stupid or somebody's going to trump their price by something. And we make deals. So we actually feel the electrical current going up your rear end when, you know, you paid X and you can't get a percentage of X back. That means that there's something wrong with this message. The message is not working out. Uh, and I believe we're going to see that in 2023 when you say what's going to happen to valuation. You know, anybody can pick on Tesla. Their stock went down by, you know, 70%, whatever. But then again, a lot of people's stock went down by 70%. Uh, you know, it, you can't say that that's an issue. You can't say that guy's a nut, which he's a nut. There's no question, but he's a smart nut. But it's not like, it, it, is it, no, what it is, is in my estimation, if you had one Tesla, you're not necessarily going back for another one. Yeah, you're not necessarily doing that. You would consider something else that isn't quite so inconvenient, or you have to be preoccupied of where you're going to go and how you're going to get home. That, that's just my point of view, and that's reflected in the resale values of these hot dogs. It's not what I would call good. That's number one. Ads on TV means there's inventory. And what does that mean on the backside of that? Dealers no longer, I keep them all. I don't need to who sell anything. I keep everything all the way down to junk and things. Whoops. Whoopsie daisy. I would say over the past three weeks, we've gotten, without exaggerating, 100 calls from dealers that, and it's not just the year end, we want to get them off the books and use the write down because we had the greatest year of all times, like everybody says, right? It's all of a sudden these alternative methods of we'll lift it and wait and maybe it will. The used car manager is looking at the circumstance because the controller is in his ear. No, he's not. The, no, she's not. The controller is in the owner's ear. What's going on with this inventory? You got to tell me why. Next thing you know, you know what rolls downhill, right? And where's it land? In the guy that's actually appraising the car or the guy or girl that's appraising the car that you look out 30 days and if it doesn't work out and we still have a massive amount 
of depreciation that's still overinflated in just about any kind of car that you can think of. And as those cars become available new, you got to picture this. <laughs> this is not speculation or any kind of scientific prediction. When Toyota says it's zero point something on a new Corolla or a new something, you can't sell a used one. It's physically impossible. I don't care how good your salespeople are. It means nothing. If a used one, one, two, three, four, five, seven years old, is going to be a higher monthly payment than the new one, well, once again, you don't need a, a behavioral scientist to do a longitudinal study to make it realistically show up that you ain't selling the used one. There's got to be some motivation for a consumer, you know, with an IQ over their hat size uh, to say, well, geez, if, how much is the new one? And, and oh, well, that's three twenty a month. And you're saying that the used one's seven sixty. Uh, no, that ain't going to work out as that permeates, you know, ads on TV and then cars showing up and all of a sudden we got cars. It's not like it's an empty lot. You're not getting those pictures of nothing on the lot. Looks like a, you know, a, a giant parking lot, nothing there, right? That's no longer the case. It's not going to be the case. Uh, and I'm not saying it's not doom and gloom. The dealers are going to still make money, but they're also going to be going deep into invoice. By the way, if you want to buy a new e-tron, you can go to the Audi dealer and buy it into invoice, not, 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 not MSRP, but you can start talking about what dealer cost is on that car and buy it, right? Now, that was never going to happen again. That will never return, except it's not only returned, it's nationwide. You follow me? They got them, they can't sell them, and they're sitting with them. Just go in AccuTrade and see how long they've been in stock, 120 days. Ooh, you know, that means that there's somebody now uh, and I'm sure there's different ways of uh, paying your floor plan and so forth, but that's the next piece of this, right? So, oh, interest rates are going to slow down, and they're only going that you can, that, and it's good and it's possible. Maybe we ain't going to go to 10%. But I got news for you, that's a controller line item that didn't exist over the past three years. That line item of interest, you, you know, you're a big shot. You got seven million in inventory at that particular store, right? That's good let's figure out what you got, what you're selling, what you're not selling, and then let's look at the ones you kept 60 days or 80 days or 222 days because you don't want any, you don't have the space to like mash it in or write it down or whatever. Um, all of a sudden, I think what we're going to see is a lot more brand-specific, you know, the, the brand-specific thinking, well, that's not my kind of car. I think I'll look for a better end user. Or maybe somebody with a check, like right now, before the title's here, <laughs> somebody dumb enough to give my laser beam check, right? To get off of it and focus on what you really do sell best. What is your sweet spot of best end user inventory? I think, you know, when you're saying you're going to predict the prices of this or that or whatever, how's it going to be? My prediction is we're going to go back, you know, you could say five years or eight years or 22 years to exactly where it was, how you decide what you're going to buy, what you're going to keep, how you're going to keep it, what you're going to blow out um, um, in a much, uh, uh, not in a scientific way necessarily, uh, even though your, you know, your uh, DMS shows you all the things you need to know. And it's going to actually, I think, point to um, what cars you really are the best end user for, how you're going to stretch on some and be recessive on others 
because if you make a deal that doesn't make sense on a new car that you're digging into mm, the MSRP, digging into it, and then you then buried your ass in something else that is not necessarily something that's going to jump off the lot in the first four in, 4.2 days, right? The mindset will uh, be altered. That's my personal point of view. Here's else where we see this, Shani. So we are, I would call it mm, neurotic in terms of understanding who's doing what, who's buying what, who's like uh, bidding on what. At, at, in the open marketplace. So anybody can look at that information because if you're watching 700 auctions a week yeah, and it's the, the vast majority of the activities on simulcast, you get a really good idea uh, who's deep, who's not deep, when people get their fill and when they don't. Um, in other words, uh, um, we do a couple things to, uh, uh, with our inventory. If I got 700 cars going to the auction more, in other words, uh, to put them on uh, platforms that give you an offer on cars before they go to the auction. We never sell them cars because they can't sell cars because even if you did sell them cars, they kick them back first because there's a fart in the trunk or the gas tank set a quarter of a tank and really an eighth of a tank. So they find all kinds of ways to wiggle their way out of it. But what you actually do see, and this really is scientific, it's undeniable information. If the claim is they have thousands of dealers putting their matrix on a car, and the price that they're offering, which I would assume would be the best price that they have to offer, it's two and three and five and sometimes 10,000 under what not only we paid, but what the car actually brings in an open, open, open auction with 372 people online, an auctioneer count the car, and a willing seller to when that car is done getting counted, that bitch is sold. You follow me? So if, if those discrepancies exist, it's telling us that the dealer body, body in general is much more recessive in terms of what they're putting on a 2021 E-Class Coupe in Burgundy. You follow me? Uh, almost zero people bidding on that unit. In other words, um, where it should be fine because don't forget MSRP was 87.2. But there's nobody looking at 41.2. Nobody looking, right? So we're seeing that much more prevalent. Uh, and we're also seeing uh, who is uh, digging in and who's not. When they get their fill, what, what, you know, is there filled two cars? Is there filled 10 cars? Are they incessant because they're buying for 17 rooftops and they're, they could even buy 100 cars, like a, you know, like big shot by 100, right? But, you, 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 when we actually calculate that, then look at the results at the end of the week, the end of the day, and then the end of the week to know what was offered, uh, who was online, who bid, and how many they bought. Uh, that information is very indicative to me in terms of where we're going at this minute. It could change. Like it could, it could change. It could definitely change where cars are going to go up. They're not going up. Um, you can see a little bit of a life this week in, in Toyota product where they jumped up a little because they kept on going sliding and sliding. We'll jump back up because I think plenty of Toyota dealers need a little, little uh, inventory here and there until their allotment comes, which I'm being told, you know, Toyota allotment is massive coming in their direction, and they are on TV saying zero point something interest on a RAV something, right? That tells me that that 22 or that 21, or that 20, or for that matter, that 19 is not necessarily um, um, uh, best end, end user uh, to Toyota dealer specific. 
Does that make sense to you, Shawnee? That's what I personally am saying. And here's the next piece of this before I interrupt myself after I ask you a question. I'm so ignorant, I'll let you answer. Okay, watch this. And when you look in our tool to what that car actually sold for new, and it's way less than what it was six months ago, it's still way too close. I was just looking at a 17 Prius that we bought. It's going to the block tomorrow, right? It's 21-something, 22-something, whatever it is, right? And look at a car cost new, 24 Gs, four and a half years ago. Of course, got 32,000 miles. There's plenty of depreciation left in that unit over the next six months. Plenty, 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 especially as new car inventory comes in. The payment on the one is... Thousand no three two four hundred lot less than what you're going to, have to sell that uh, used one to a consumer for. There's plenty of room for this to continue to erode. Does any of that make any sense to you, Sean? Hundred percent. Put you sleep. Okay. No, you didn't. I was just thinking about one other or two other points. One point we're going to get to uh, Carvana, but the other one is mm-hmm. what about those consumers coming back into the dealerships that bought in the last three years? Um, oh, God, and Jesus, holy mamma mia. Uh, so, you know, high five, and the guy's going out the door. You knocked off 12,000 on him. You follow me? Everybody's doing a dance in the showroom. Unbelievable, right? Like, unbelievable. That that was two years ago. Now that cat, like in a, in a normal system of turning cars, should be a customer coming in for service. I, I'm going to put a price on this car. I'm trying to buy it because you know the pedigree of the car. You, you know who it is. You can actually use that pedigree when you go to sell it retail because that was a local, a local one owner new car trade, and we service that car. Oh, that pedigree makes that unit worth more money. I don't care if it's wholesale or retail. It's not lost and found. It was at Hertz, and then it came back from thing, and it was a. That's a different car. They're different cars, and an astute consumer understands that, where they actually would pay more. But here's the problem, Shawnee. You're high-fiving because you knocked off 12G. Somebody got to eat that. That car has now depreciated, and now you're trying to trade them out of that car uh, and put them into something uh, new. That's going to be a trick. Uh, that's that's some trickiness going on there, man. I don't know how you're going to actually overcome that because as those cars depreciate in a normal fashion, even though there's more depreciation to go, you're still way upside down in terms of what they paid, and now you can have a right. I got great news for you, Mr. and Mrs. McGillicuddy. Uh, we're going to offer you the best price for your car. Uh, you're in for service, and we'd like to trade you in because we now have inventory uh, imagine that conversation, and you'd only have to come up with fifteen thousand in cash to get into a new one. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that one, man. That one's weird. And all of the, uh, the medium to left-handed uh, um, sourcing cars, uh, uh, things that are in the market that have really thrived over the past three years, that we're going to, you know give you leads to buy cars from the consumer and we'll, we'll even give you a territory to you get the, I don't know how that's going to work out, man, because uh, my feeling is unless they bought the car new five years ago, um, their ass is buried in that unit. And I don't know how that conversation is going to go. Maybe somebody died, they need to sell it. And they had, you know, lot insurance, life accident, health insurance on the loan, maybe, but 
not likely. Uh, that's that's a whole nother um, layer of uh, difficult conversation in my estimation, Sean. 